0: Lewis, hi. Sorry for what you have needed to drive today. I know this is undrivable and uh, not uh, what we deserve to score as a result. So we we'll move from there. But I, this was a terrible race. Yeah, no worries, to Just uh, keep working hard. For yeah, we will, we will come out of it.
1: to another episode of Rear of the Grid. As always, I am your host, Matt, joined by my good friend, Jashan. How are you this week, sir?
0: Ooh, I'm very well. I just got paid. Today's a good day. <laughs>
1: we love to see it. Does that mean the bank account's almost back out of red figures now? <laughs> Fuck off.
0: Consi- i spent con- $700 it's on flights. considerably orange
1: now, so it's fine. And considerably, all what? so it's just distinctly at zero dollars. Uh, not joined again by Spencer Hudson. This time he is studying for exams, which I believe he's cramming, Matthew. He's cramming. Yes. Nice. Yes. Uh... But on this week's show, we obviously are reviewing the uh, Grand Prix in Imola, and we discuss whether or not there should be more sprint races, what the fuck happened to Ferrari this weekend, and um, I have Toto Wolff, and to a lesser extent Lewis Hamilton, well in my sights. And 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 don't forget, don't forget
0: we've rated our top five Charlies, it's hot
1: content. That is also true. And Park Ji-Sung makes an appearance. All that and more on this, Actually. another episode of Rear of the Grid.
0: Splendid.
1: Here we are back for another week after taking a week off. Yeah, a week off. We didn't do an email preview because um fuck you. Um this takes some effort and we're lazy. But oh, there was a lot
0: going on, Matthew. I was, you know, had to visit Brisbane for ESHA, a lot of work going that's on. That's
1: true. That's yeah. true. It's I so, um, we actually I actually do things during the week now. It's wild. Um but we yeah, are Yeah, you work we for a living, are it's here. ridiculous. We are here in review of the boring Grand Prix. Sorry. Imola. Imola. We're here in review of Imola. Um, wait, it, wait, wait.
0: I want to find the um, the. I want to find the proper title.
1: Hold I on. gave you the proper title. It is the boring boring, boring, boring Grand Prix.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. The proper, proper title. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the Formula One Rolex Grand Premio del Made in Italy E... Della Milia, Romania, 2022. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's losing its effect every time you say it.
0: They change it every
1: single year. No, it was the same last year. Uh, w- well, it was 2020- 2021. involved last year? I think so. Hmm. But you're right, last year's was different. It was 2021.
0: Okay. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Good quality banter there.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So
0: I think I think they're changing sponsorship for every single race now because Bahrain was the Gulf Air. Oh, there will be yeah, there will be double the... ups,
1: but yeah, there we we're on a streak mm. of um, change. Not, we've not have had a double up of sponsors yet. I don't think this season. And before. Formula One was
0: obviously Heineken. Oh, sorry, Formula Australia was bro. Heineken. So Formula, yeah. Formula One was obviously yeah. Heineken. Obviously,
1: bro. Right, mm. Sorry for
0: interrupting. Please continue.
1: Formula One is Heineken. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, so, Imola, it was it was a race weekend, things happened, wings were deployed, uh, Zane Maloney spun from first on a safety car restart in the F3, oh my it was God, funny, Ma- it, that's worth being in the main show. But, uh, let's <laughs> get things started, as we always do, with a good old bit of uh hamilton facts if you've got some for us this week
0: well you know what with a rousing introduction like that i just can't help but dive straight into the facts because that oh mm. Mwah. they aren't necessarily all hamilton facts it's more just facts this time it's just we're doing some facts and stats oh, some stats and facts fact. but there will be some hamilton facts This was just the second time during the hybrid era that Red Bull have claimed a 1-2. Matthew, can you recall the last one that happened?
1: Uh, I should be able to, because they fucking told me on the broadcast on several occasions. Um, Several
0: occasions. One One of 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 your favourite
1: racetracks. What?
0: One of your favourite racetracks, Mark. I
1: was going to say, it's one of the European ones, I'm pretty sure. Nope. No? Oh, it's either Malaysia or Canada. I think it was Malaysia. Yes. Yeah, Malaysia 20... I don't know when the last Malaysian Grand Prix was. 2016?
0: Yes, Malaysia 2016 with Daniel Ricciardo beating out Max Verstappen for that one. Speaking of Max, he became the first man to win the ultimate Grand Slam with pole. The win, the fastest lap. He led every single lap and, of course, he won the sprint race. All across the weekend. So, good for him. Landino Noricino has now podiumed three times in a row in Italy. Imola, Monza, and Imola again. He loves it over there in pizza country. George is now the only driver to finish top five in every single race so far this season. The man is a picture of consistency. P5 for Bottas. Fact! Thank you. (laughs) You should drop that every single time I drop said fact. P5 for Bottas. The best result for Afro-Romeo since Brazil. This is Brazil! When Kimi came P4 and Gio came P5. I forget which year because I didn't write it down, but that's fine. Which was despite a slope, it stopped lap 19 for Bottas. He recovered very nicely in Imola. Should have been better. Yeah. I know. Could have been better. Could have beaten George. Alas. Uh, this is now the first time since two thousand and eighteen, Matthew, that every single team has scored points after four races. You just kind of crazy. Juicy.
1: Bit of a bummer, but a little bit crazy.
0: <laughs> K Mac has scored in three of the first four races so far this season. Season haas were pointless in the twenty eight races before that, so you know, good for Kevin. Carlos Science has now completed just one lap in two races. That was a loud ass. the
1: fuck was Can that it, noise? If we just take a take a quick, oh, yeah, we could do it here. Where's we'll do the floppers is in my house? Oh, this is me. For God's sake. You said four o'clock. Yeah. You're 26 minutes early. You nearly murdered the door. 26 minutes isn't that early. Jesus Christ. Stuff happens. <sighs>
0: This is just the second time in 13 years that Hamilton started P14 on the grid post-Quality and it was the first time since Mexico 2017 that saw Lewis Hamilton get lapped by a certain Max Verstappen. It was a uh, a truly beautiful moment for fans of the
1: sport. I can't imagine Max did lap him in 2013. Did you say 2013? What did you say? 2017. That makes more sense. The stat before
0: that was a 13-year stat, which is probably what you're getting mixed up with
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because, yeah, my brain... And I was like, Verstappen didn't exist. Neither did Mexico. Yeah, there you
0: go. (laughs) Mexico didn't exist in 2013?
1: No. Mexico's only been Hmm. back on the calendar for, like, five years. I see.
0: And one last fact. Uh, Both of my feet currently feel like they are... (sighs) burning in a hot pool of lava. That's... Such is the pain. Such is the very, pain of working
1: hospitality. Very odd. I've never... It's honestly I've had sore feet before, and that's never how I would have described them. That sounds concerning. You should probably go and get it checked out. Alright, uh, I
0: need to get different shoes, mate. These big W black leather shoes are just not doing the job.
1: Well, maybe... Okay, oh. yeah. It's one of those things. You also... You have money now. It is always worth putting a little bit more into a good pair of shoes than just trying oh, out. So, don't know what $700 you're doing. Seven
0: hundred dollars on Brisbane flights, Matthew. Well, you I shouldn't have, have. money.
1: You shouldn't have come to Brisbane. I promised my grandmother I would see her. Shit, life happens. Fucking, she should know that. She's lived a lot of it.
0: It's worth it. Putting the smile on the old lady's face, Matthew. It's always
1: worth it. God, you're such a pushover.
0: Oh my God, you're just a cunt.
1: yes. All old people should be dead. If you're older than thirty-four, you should be dead. Thirty-four is the cutoff. Yeah, it's the cutoff. I've decided. Um, so I don't even want kids until my fucking late thirties. Jesus Christ! Don't start having. If you start having kids intentionally by your late thirties, you're just a shit person. Because that means Why? you'll be. Because you'll be sixty by the time your kids are hitting their early 20s? Do you, are you so confident that you will be still in a really great physical condition in your life that you'll be able to keep up with your kids in their sort of teen years, their early 20s? And then if your kids don't start having kids till their 30s, you'll already be at best in your 70s as a grandparent. So, like, do you want to potentially only be there for like 5 to 10 years of your grandchildren's lives? It's yeah, bro, It's
0: worth it to, be, to have like more experience and more world knowledge and more just you know oh, general oh, just
1: absolutely but sensibility like, in early, raising my early, kids. and Doing a good
0: job in I that. than being that selfish that. and having them earlier just for the sake of all well, I want to see my grandkids. I mean, I'm
1: not I'm not saying years. have your I'm not saying have your kids in your fucking twenties, but like start in your thirties, finish in your late thirties. Right. but you yeah, know, thirty-four is the cutoff, so Alonso should be dead. Uh, Hamilton should be dead. Vettel should be dead. Uh, I love Vettel. Giancarlo
0: Fisichella should be dead in that case. Giancarlo
1: Fisichella should be dead. Uh, Mm. I'm unsure about Perez and Bottas, but if they're past 34, they should be dead. Uh, While we're at it, Lance Mm. Stroll should also be dead, not because he's above the age of 34. It's just how I feel about him. He drove a very good race in Imola. I mean, he drove a very not getting overtaken race in Imola, which was kind of what everyone did. I yeah, getting. I
0: mean, defensive driving is good. It's a good thing. I mean, yeah, bit, so. it is.
1: It is, but I know what I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to think if I, I can remember an overtake. Um, well, your memory is terrible. Charles passed some people. And George
0: on K Mag.
1: Bottas on KMAG, mag on Vettel. Yeah, I okay, yeah I know there was a bit like there wasn't a lot of overtaking, and there's one overtaking zone here, and the cars behind Stroll all have the same Lewis power Hamilton. unit. All ha, yeah, all have the same power unit as him, so it's not like yeah, there was ever a track. Still, unit.
0: shout out to Lance Stroll for keeping Hamilton behind him for absolutely like like yonks.
1: I only. mean, everybody, even kept that the Aston
0: Martin is in theory the worst car on the grid. Everyone. Everyone would have
1: it. Everyone kept Hamilton behind him this weekend. That wasn't an achievement at this race. That's <laughs> like that's like shouting out someone for keeping like Ben Bates in the F one game behind. Them not that big of shout a, out or, to
0: ben bates jesus no because ben bates would just fucking steer into you oh i was gonna say no nah, like roman reigns dropping a spear on a man
1: i would have said more like no nah, because ben bates plays on like 10 percent ai and wins by four laps every time he's like this is fun i'm enjoying myself and hey i'm sure he is i just i just can't respect it you gotta you, <laughs> you gotta respect very few yourself. people Shout out to Alex
0: Verde for giving the podcast a listen and encouraging us to make more content. Love that guy.
1: Good bloke. That's such a random shout out. Anyway, let's actually talk about the Grand Prix weekend. Well, uh, start on Friday, qualifying, because it was a fucking sprint round. Yay, my (laughs) favourite. Qualifying was weird because as with F3 and F2 if you uh, have listened to that episode if it already goes up first or if it goes up second and you listen it's to It's already it, up it, mate. It's already up. That's actually mm-hmm. very impressive. Um when did you, the fuck did you post that? This morning? Really? Why was there nothing yeah. on the... I've been on Instagram though. I haven't posted anything on Instagram yet. Well, that's not well, the very smart. Is up. Well, no one's gonna. No one checks our Spotify feed without being prompted, mate. I'm gonna put stuff up on the
0: Instagram. Feed. You don't have to do them both at the exact same time, Matthew. No, the man, podcast is still there, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus.
1: But uh, rain interrupted. Well, yeah, it was wet in Imola this weekend. Um, I watched qualifying. Eventually, I do believe. Cannot remember who brought out red flags at what time, but there was a few of them. Did Carlos... Carlos brought out a red flag at one point? He did, yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. No, not a red...
0: Oh, in qualifying, right, yeah. 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 yeah Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. ask me, Joe.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is but, all you, mate. I know. But, uh, so, we'll jump through. So, yeah, when interrupted in that, I believe, yeah, that uh, somewhere, yeah, there was an inter- interruptions in that and that meant that, like, rain would come at different points and, I, which I think happened in the first session... You set your time, and then it just started raining. And that, but yeah, I it's been too long, and I've had too much on. But anyway, the people who have gone: Alex Albon did not even set a time. Uh, Ocon was nineteenth, Latifi eighteenth, Gasly seventeenth, and Sonoda sixteenth. All out in Q one. Not a good qualifying again for AlphaTauri. They are struggling in one lap. They will. They either seem to have a weekend where they struggle a bit in one lap pace, but do manage to salvage a sort of half decent race, or they qualify all right and then it all goes wrong on Sunday. They're just yeah. under underperforming for where we expected them to be. Uh we well, you know, to see
0: them put together a full weekend at some point.
1: The next, yes, indeed, the next five uh, with a few different things, and there was a late red flag in this session because I believe Carlos signed would bin it just before the end. Uh, this would see Russell, Schumacher, Hamilton, Joe, and Stroll all out running 11th to 15th. Carlos would obviously not set a time in Q3 because of his crash, so mm. he would be 10th. And then we had one of the stranger grids we've seen, as we had five unique cars in the top five. Max Verstappen taking pole ahead of Charles Declare, Lando Norris, Kevin Magnussen, Fernando Alonso, Dan Ricciardo, Sergio Perez, Valtteri Bottas, and Sebastian Vettel and Aston Martin in Q3. It was, yeah, it was a weird qualifying session, and I know it was actually pretty good. I just remember fucking none of it, and two um, (laughs) seven-hour days of manual labour will do that to you. Um, Hmm.
0: Yep, two full days of work and he's completely lost his memory. God damn.
1: It's four days of, like, actual, actual work. Not just sitting at a desk and, like, pretending to be busy. I know. At Spencer Hudson. Idiot.
0: (laughs) HR. First, HR isn't even a real profession.
1: I start at seven and sometimes I don't leave till. (laughs) I don't mean any of that. The poor man. But, um... The poor the poor poor man. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, that was qualifying. Um so yeah, the main point, Verstappen on pole. And you have a few unexpected faces up in the top five, top ten, which was exciting to see. That fourth Magnuson was Haas's best ever qualifying result. Fuck yeah. And I do not know whether or not it was Magnuson's best ever qualifying result, but uh it may well be. I th- I don't know Willing to Paul- guess. I don't think it is. I don't think it would be. I know he's had a higher race result than that. He got a podium on debut for McLaren, but I doubt he ever qualified top four because that wasn't a great McLaren. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: The sponsor for the next Grand Prix in in, in Miami is Crypto.com. I'm so excited.
1: (sighs) There are so many reasons to hate that girl. Oh, forget everything else because I don't give a shit about talking about... Have you seen... That they're making a fake marina on the inside of the Miami track? No. <laughs> they're constructing... They are constructing a fake marina. That's amazing. It is. I mean, they don't have much time to finish it off. Fucking stupid. <laughs> it is... I oh, I God. just... Oh, it, I just... I saw... I mean, maybe it's all a joke. But I saw a screenshot of someone of like... And I'm just like, are you actually oh they want it so hard to be like Monaco it's just dumb it's dumb but um it's dumb yeah I, I it's dumb I don't have a segue but if you would like to bring us into your favourite little segment that you do send it and get this show fucking moving along that'd be great did I send it or did I thought not
2: didn't send it yeah you send oh, it send
0: this. oh send it get the show um sent perhaps
1: oh, no. no that wasn't that wasn't good I won't, pl- I won't play ah uh, well mate. that's that's oh. a 50 meter that's a 50 meter free kick mate. <laughs> a 50 meter free kick huh yeah that's <laughs> 50 that's that's 50 for waving your arms at the umpire mate
0: Well, much like Kareem Benzema in pretty much every single game he plays these days, I'm about to send it. This is the segment where I just rattle off four or five headlines from the week in Formula One. Oh, see now you Matthew gets to shoot.
1: Sorry, excuse me. Finish explaining it, and then I'm gonna sidetrack us again. But finish explaining how send it. Oh, for goodness.
0: Matthew gets to pick one he wants to talk about. Spencer, if he's ever here again, gets to pick one he wants to talk about. He but was, today, he. I'll take Spencer's place and pick one for myself. So, are we ready to send it?
1: Um, Yeah, just because you brought him up, though. Is Karim Benzema actually, like, the best player in the world right now? Because what a weird time to be living yes. in. Yes. Remember, like, yes, three years ago when we were like, Karim Benzema actually fucking sucks and he's so overrated? Life is well, weird. He
0: never, got to play. he never got to play where he was actually supposed to
1: play because Ronaldo kept <laughs> playing true. as a striker. I just don't understand. How is Benzema the and best player are. in the world? It's so weird. It's brilliant. If Benzema wins a Ballon d'Or when Lewandowski hasn't got one, I'm going to be fucking pissed. That'll You'll get a Matt rant on that fucking episode if that happens. Because <laughs> that'll be a fucking <laughs> That's joke. fair. That's also, fair. if That's Lewandowski I mean... joins Barcelona, I'm going to be legit pissed.
0: Oh, that is the rumor, isn't it? Lewandowski That's to Barcelona. Just, like, why would you fight.
1: want to go to such a shit club? And Barcelona doesn't deserve a genuinely likable human being.
0: I mean, oh, come off it. They've got a few likable plays at the moment. Like, oh yeah, Dembele's yeah. recovery has been awesome. Ferran Torres is cool. Depay's story is pretty cool too. You only
1: like Ferran Torres because he played for Valencia.
0: Correct. And besides, Lewandowski is a year younger than Benzema, so he's still got time on his hands. <laughs>
1: Are, they, are they either of them older than thirty-four?
0: <laughs> well, Ben is thirty-four. Oh well,
1: he deserves to be dead, lewandowski has got a year left. <laughs> uh, oh
0: god! But, but anyways... much like me,
1: yeah, much like me, putting Benzema in the shadow realm, and yeah, just start sending it. Let's just get going. <laughs> I've got
0: nothing headline number one. Alex Albon says an extra few tenths will see Williams scoring regularly in 2022. Sent. Number two, the man he replaced, George Russell, says porpoising effects not sustainable for F1 drivers. George Russell struggling with a bad back, much like myself and my co-host Matthew, apparently. Yes. Number three. <laughs> Carlos Sainz reveals Ricardo's classy act after collision ruins Ferrari guns race. Number four, Mercedes experiments continue with Hamilton, Russell F1 wing choices for Imola. And last but not least, the FIA puts roadblock on F1 sprint race expansion. Consider it sent, Matthew. Which headline well, would you like? to You've done an up? interesting
1: one here, because. I reckon everything but that Mercedes Wings is worth talking about. I kind of don't want to not talk about all of those.
0: Yeah, there are a few juicy stories out there. So if you want
1: to, if you want to, I'll pick my one to offer my own insight on that. But can you just quickly, I, I personally know what it is, I'm pretty sure, but can you quickly just expand on what that generous, or whatever it was, Ricardo act was?
0: Oh, well, if you've watched the race, you saw Carlos Sainz get uh, yeeted on the opening lap by our favourite son, Daniel Ricardo. We can go into more details on it later, depending if we you know get into the nitty-gritty. But yeah, basically, after the race, Daniel Ricardo goes over to the Ferrari uh, garage. No, the Ferrari's hospitality. This article says, I don't know if Fox Sports is just wacky. I don't uh,
1: know, but uh, yeah, he apologized uh, directly to
0: Carlos Sainz for the incident, which is
1: you know nice. Yes. And yeah, right. certainly, he's made comments, and then after the race, he's he wasn't like you know, and he didn't really do anything wrong. But it was a racing know, incident. It was it was yeah, it was more him than certainly wasn't Carlos's fault in any way. It was uh, Daniel Oops. Daniel was doing that. You know, I tried to keep mm. myself there. Maybe I shouldn't have made contact, ruined both our races, particularly his. I will actually, I guess, focus on George saying the porpoising isn't sustainable because... He is right. I don't... I just don't think this is a thing that's sustainable. I don't know how it's fixed, but, like, we've seen the onboard footage and stuff. Like, that cannot be comfortable for the drivers. And it's got to be a bit of a safety issue. You... There's no way they can focus as clearly and see things... Like, can you see as well when you're fucking bouncing all over the place as you can when you're perfectly stationary? I doubt it. You're not <laughs> I haven't
0: meant, tried, personally.
1: You're not meant to... But, okay, have you ever, you know... You're what, you've what? you never been over, like, a bit of a bumpy road or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's yeah, bit, for sure. For it's sure. a little bit harder to clearly focus on one thing because you're going all over the place? So, yes. yeah... And I'm sure, as well as being out to see and things, yeah, I can't imagine it helping with, yeah, stress on the body and stuff like that. So, back issues for Russell and things. You're um, having back
0: issues and chest issues.
1: Yeah. And it's not... And I know it's... uh, Be interesting because, well, maybe, maybe I'm already jumping in too much. But, oh, uh, I'll wait. I'll wait and save my comment for what I know we're going to talk about in a bit. But, yeah, I don't... I agree. I don't think it's sustainable. I, I like that George has voiced it. Hopefully they listen to him. He is head of, obviously, the Grand Prix Drivers Association. So, in theory, he's the one they should listen yes. to. Um, yes. But, yeah. No, I agree. It's, it it looks visually weird, but, yeah. It just it can't be any fun for the drivers. And I just don't think... Like, I don't know whether it's going to be something that they can get rid of this season... But whatever, they've got to figure out whatever the root cause in terms of the aerodynamic design that's causing it, and that's got to change for next year and beyond because it's, yeah, it's not good enough.
0: It's interesting because you'd think, like, people are talking about the porpoising less and less as we go on, but according to George, this was actually the worst it's been so far in Imola, whether that's you know just as a result of kind of cumulative aches and pains that he's building up over the weeks because of this problem. And it's worth noting that Mercedes are the team that have struggled with it most prominently. Other teams have figured it out, or not figured it out, but have been able to deal with it a bit better. But yeah, he's talking about, yeah, it takes your breath away. It makes it much more extreme to drive the car. The car only feels good to drive in certain moments. We did have a lot of chat this week, a lot from Toto, speaking about how they you know, haven't made a car worthy of a world champion and stuff like that, in reference to Lewis Hamilton's abysmal performance over the weekend. So, yeah, how much of this is the Mercedes team failing to design the car properly, and how much of it is genuinely, like, a problem with this new era of vehicle? It's basically, yeah, just a case of... I'm, I'm asking the question, how much of this is the Mercedes team have let their drivers down, or how much of this is just the new design of these cars... Needs a bit of adjustment.
1: I mean, uh, I, Mercedes are struggling with it the most, but I don't think, you know, and i love any chance to bash Mercedes, but you look at any of the cars, you can see all of the drivers fucking bouncing down the straights. It's not just Mercedes. Mm. So, it's true. not a Mercedes issue. It's not the Mercedes have designed a poor car, it's that the overall, the, the fundamental things that obviously they have to meet, the limitations they have to be within are somehow causing this, and everyone's struggling with it at varying levels. Very fair.
0: So we'll have to see, maybe as teams further develop their vehicles over the course of the season, whether this issue gets ironed out or whether there has to be some wholesale changes made to the design. Um, We shall see moving forward. Now, for my headline, I want to go with our favourite tyre driver, Alexander Albon. The man who believes that Williams can score regularly in 2022. Um, Power to him for being so confident. I don't necessarily. You've
1: got that. He didn't say that. He said if they find a couple more tenths of a second. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But he believes that they could, you know.
1: Well, he's right. If they find a couple of tenths of a second, they will be scoring points. So he's not wrong.
0: I mean, yeah, but like other teams can find tenths of seconds as
1: well. Oh, exactly. But what? He, nothing about what he said is wrong. Like, yeah. If, if, okay, like he's basically will Buxender. because if <laughs> Williams beat all the other cars, they will win the race. If they find <laughs> a couple of tenths of a second, they'll be scoring points. He's right. <laughs>
0: Even that, even We just can, yes, one yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. He's just too
0: intellectual yes. for you to handle, mate. That's very fair. It's okay. Look, I do what uh, I do want to say as well with the William, because he explore. During qualifying, I believe Albon had a brake fire. I don't know if you mentioned that earlier in your quality review. Oh, dear, please, dear, dear. Yeah, but yeah, which put him at the back for the sprint in which he that's finished 18th. He yeah, he's yes, but he went from P18 to P11 on race day. Now, that is also, you know, with Ricardo and Science dropping out, etc., etc. But that's still a pretty impressive performance from Alex. Yes. And I just wanted to take a moment just to appreciate, like, just the journey this kid's been on. I mean, not kid; he's twenty six years old. Well,
1: that's only eight <laughs> years left.
0: <laughs> Until death.
1: <laughs> it's all about the journey, man. It's all about the journey. But like, how, like,
0: this guy? How have you found Alex Isle one season so far? Genuinely.
1: Um, he's been good. I mean, he's obviously clearly better than Latifi. Um, yeah. I yeah, I he's not absolutely tearing the house down. Like, I don't think he's doing anything to um, you know, warrant or give him a real look in as coming back in to the Red Bull seat post the era of Perez or anything. And no. like. I don't know whether he's doing anything yet to really say, well, this guy has to stay on the grid in some capacity if he's not at Williams beyond that. But... like <laughs> he um, But, like, he's been, he's been good. He's been very solid. He scored points in Australia. That was a brilliant little bit of driving. Um, he was yes, pretty he? solid this weekend. Once he gets up into a spot, he's not really going backwards. Um... Which was something I sort of praised George for last year, that he suddenly seemed to, once he set it into his slot, he seemed to be able to hold there pretty well. So, yeah, he's doing good. Mm. It's
0: just, it's crazy to think that in the early parts of 2018, he was nearly out of a seat at Dams, his uh, F2 team at the time. Then he went on and finished third in that season. ...for the team, and he failed to get an F1 seat. He signed with Nissan in Formula E. At the last minute, he got the call and actually did sign with Toro Rosso. He impressed so much in his debut season that he replaced Gasly for the last nine races of said season. He got five top five finishes in his first six races. Thusly earned a contract extension for the following season. Then in 2020, he was found out to be, you know, not that good and very inconsistent... Was ousted completely from the sport, became their reserve driver in 2021, played a crucial role in developing the championship-winning RB16, and is now back on the grid and looking, you know, at least solid for Williams in 2022. It's a fascinating story. I've I've got to shower praise on him for his resilience and focus in making his way back to Formula One. I hope you agree, Matthew. Yes. Good. <laughs> That's what we like to hear.
1: I'll go oh, with that.
0: Fuck, Matt. I've yes. got a call from Spencer Hudson. He wants to send it as well. Oh no! This man Spencer wants to talk about the sprint races, Matthew. So he wants to talk about the FIA putting the roadblock on F1 sprint race expansion.
1: We'll have to uh, add in a third send. I see, I, I understand what you've done. That was. That <laughs> was terrible. I'm not awake enough to deal with your confusing bullshit.
0: Drink a coffee, you coffee c- can't. I'm making the sacrifice. Like shit. It, yeah, then put some chocolate powder in it. Make it a mocha. It makes uh, it taste good. No. No, well then stop complaining about being tired. If you're not willing to solve the problem, shut the fuck up.
1: I will complain about whatever the fuck I... Well, if you don't want to hear me complaining, don't complain about it. If you're not willing to solve the problem, a la kill a ah. me, then don't complain about it.
0: Why is everything death with you? We've reduced Kids. the death chat on this podcast, for goodness sake. Right.
1: Death Bloody is hell. death is great. I welcome it. It's a warmer breath. Death
0: brain. is great, he says. God, oh, Jesus. I, I hope you find God one day. I think that's the only path left to you.
1: I fucking I hope I really do. I would
0: funny, rather die than find, find God. Happiness. You're gonna have to be exceeding.
1: I'm exceedingly pleased a lot of times. If I was actually depressed, I probably wouldn't be talking about death because that would be a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> if I'm actually talking about death, it normally means I'm doing alright because okay. I'm just okay. out here <laughs> spitballing the fucking jokes. I'm glad I'm glad
0: One your One depressive chat is one I'm looking can, forward towards death.
1: <laughs> one cannot want to die with whilst also welcoming death.
0: Okay. There was a meeting of the F one Commission, Matthew.
1: There was the F
0: one Commission consists of representatives of F one's owners.
1: Yes, uh, Formula FOM.
0: One management or FOM. Yes. Yes. The FIA and yes. the teams. Yeah. allegedly, Formula One and the teams are supporting this idea of increasing the number of sprint race weekends to be held from the three that we're having this year to six they
1: are. next year. They are.
0: Now, FOM disagreed, Matthew. No, the no,
1: FIA no, no, no.
0: disagree. my bad, my bad. disagreed. The FIA disagreed. No, the FIA disagreed. The one FAA that doesn't get insist. the same amount of
1: money. FOM and, FOM and the teams get yes, money it, from it. Because the teams aren't listening to their drivers because uh, George Russell... uh, This is why I'm going to drop it in. Did you see, obviously, George Russell had made some kind of quote that he he, he thought the sprint race in Imola was a bit professional, which it was. Imola's not a good choice for it. It's already shit. Why have a sprint race? Um, But did you see the absolute backslap from fucking Ross Braun, who was like, well, we only really, (laughs) you know, (laughs) he said that, we only like to take our advice from our guys to come in front runners, you know. And it was like, well, A, so just, oh, Mercedes, Mercedes aren't winning anymore, so their opinions don't matter. But also, George has finished all the races in the top five, so what are you talking about? And also, yeah. again, he's literally the elected representative for the fucking drivers. If you're not going to listen to his opinion, who are you going to listen to? So I, I don't think this really... listens
0: to many people at all, to be honest. I was
1: really fucking not. Mm, yeah, no, uh, probably Jean Todd and Michael Schumacher, and that's about it. Um... Yeah, Jean Todd? Uh,
0: is he related? Is he related to Friends Tost at all?
1: What? I, I just, just like. I like to think
0: that. that Je- I like to think that Jean Todd and Friends Tost hang out a lot.
1: But uh, okay. maybe
0: the Tots and the Tosts are cousins. Yes, I think they definitely are.
1: You're, you're fucking weird, and that's coming from me. <laughs> Continue. But yes, the FAA have so far not given full support to it, meaning it does not. Because they, cause to they want they
0: want to carry out an evaluation of the impact of the proposal on its trackside operations and personnel. The FAA will then report back to the Commission once more.
1: Basically, once they've yes, they just want this Formula One to give them more money, and then they'll say yes. Quite and that's likely. what, I'm pretty sure that is what, well, no, because they, well, I think oh, that's what FOM said the FAA's thing was, well, yeah, and the FAA's official yeah. statement is, you know, they're carrying that, so they can come back and be like, oh, as you can see, if we do three more races, it will require this many man hours and that from our people, so please give us another $200 million, and then we'll say <laughs> yes,
0: or whatever. You love to see it. If, if but, we are increased to six races, can I ask, which six races do you think should get the sprint race? Um, I, know, I know you hate sprint races in none F1. None of them. At like I,
1: as... I mean, I don't know. Because the good tracks, I don't want them. Because don't ruin something that's good. But uh, So, I don't know. You fucking give it to Abu Dhabi. Um, a sprint race in the final round of the championship would be a real meme. Because they, they should. If they're <laughs> that committed to the concept, why not have one in Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi, mm. Saudi Arabia, Qatar from next year. We get Qatar from next year or do we get Qatar from later? But, yeah, well, uh, Qatar... Qatar, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, um, the US, uh, both USs. Wow. And Monaco for the meme. Are you not a Coda fan? I am a Coda fan, but it's not a important or historic, right? I don't want to mess with something that's already perfect. Coda's that's a great track. Coda's yeah. a really good track. But, you know, I ran out of absolute shithole Middle Eastern circuits, so I don't want to give it. What about Azerbaijan? Really? No, I, Azerbaijan, I actually think Azerbaijan's really good. It's a really interesting yeah, track. Yeah, me too. And it always has a really great race. So I don't want to give a... So
0: it, it should have a good race. sprint race, too, if it also has a good it actual It would, race. but I don't And it doesn't it have it the same way. tradition that, like, a, a Spa or, a, you know, a Silverstone has.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, maybe Azerbaijan would actually be a good option, but, like, no, yeah. I just, I'm still, like, just I'm not there. I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, I'd rather watch practice than that, but, like, I'd just rather <laughs> they, they have one less practice session. I just don't think the screen race adds all that much, and, yeah, I'd rather they have, yeah, one, pr- either one practice on Friday, one practice on Saturday morning, and that, or, fucking drop Friday entirely and only have one practice on the Saturday then Mm. qualifying you either get it right or you're fucked for the weekend pressure's on Ah, I
0: appear to have gotten the hiccups oh god well regardless thank you for your time consider it sent I will say the sprint race that Verstappen move on Leclerc late on was very very nice aside from that literally nothing happened yeah not much happened Um, sprint
1: race results actually you know what (laughs) Go- I'm gonna get you yeah. to, I'm... Um, I know I said I'd get cat food and stuff for you, but I'm sick and not feeling well, so can no. you just get it when you need it and I'll just pay you back?
0: You okay?
1: No? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just a cold. I took a rat test. Oh,
0: okay. Bummer.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, I might not come out tonight, but I'm...
1: I told Yash I would, so maybe... What I'm a fucking loser. Alright, I'll see you later. I'm going back to the hotel. Okay, take care. Yeah. Don't be such a little bitch could have messaged me that yes I yes, everything you
0: did you did you um did you keep talking throughout
1: that oh did you mute me
0: no i Damn. was talking
1: to jade yeah no, but did you mute well could you not no, i took my if headphones had... off oh well that's a bummer i was yelling abuse at jade and hoping you'd pass it on but you didn't oh, make yeah, sense no, so fuck's sake what a bitch she's sick poor girl the lack of respect for you to come in mid recording like recording light is on you don't just walk into the studio (laughs) and interrupt the magic that's just disrespectful
0: (laughs) oh my god shout out to Alex Albon as well because we have uh, 1% of our listeners are from Thailand which is uh, an improvement on the less than 1% that they were last week
1: does he race under a Thai license doesn't he he I believe he does these days yeah, maybe he does. Um, yeah, what I was going to say is I'm going to get you to take us through the sprint race because I just don't give it enough of a shit and I don't really remember what happened. <laughs> I have no notes okay. because. so Yeah, yeah we can do that.
0: Sprint race! Quick game is a good game, so, right? I the sprint it. race. I actually watched this one live. Um, it was in the middle of my birthday party on the Saturday, so I was shit-faced drunk at the time. So not really paying attention, but it was on.
1: It was on the TV, so it, it was there. So you didn't really watch it live. You just sort of had it there as background noise. Pretty much.
0: I mean, I watched it, sort of. I mean, I was trying to host my guests, Matthew. I was trying to have a pleasant time.
1: Mate, but you know, basically, and look some all stuff happened.
0: Charlotte Leclerc did well to take the lead, I think, off the start, but I'm not too certain. And basically held that for pretty much the entirety of the race, looking solid. Yes. But you did feel like Max Verstappen's kind of resurgent was a bit inevitable. And alas, it was so as he made the move towards the end of the race. In a very pleasant move, it must be said. It was very nice. Got the, got the boys up off the couch, screaming and hollering. Enjoying themselves. It was very pleasant indeed. Max takes the win. Uh, Everything else happened, sprint-wise. It was quite processional. George Russell is correct in that regard. But yeah, not much else to say on it, to be perfectly candid.
1: Yep. Um, Results. Uh, So yeah, Max taking the win ahead of Charles. Sergio climbed up to P3. Carlos... Carlos was one who did. He drove really well and moved his way all the way up to P4. Was looking good at that point. Then you had the two McLarens, Norris and Ricardo, Bottas seventh, Magnus eighth, Alonso ninth, Mick Schumacher in tenth. He had a nice little battle with Sebastian Vettel, mm. um, and then George stayed. George and Lewis. sorry, George stayed exactly where. Yeah, George and Lewis stayed exactly where they were, eleventh and fourteenth. You'll love to see it. Uh, Sonota 12th, it. Metal 13th, Stroll, Ocon, Gasly, Albon, Latoyfi, and Joe. I can't remember what happened to him, but he did not finish.
0: He had a bit of a yeet situation. Started from pit line on a race day. As a result, did Joe Guanyu.
1: Yeah, Sad so to know. see it. Um, so, yes, that brings us to the main race. So, just a quick course. overview of it. A uh, bit of a... Yeah, a little spicy start. Uh, it was mixed conditions. Did some people start on wets, or were we on inters or something? We started pretty on pretty much wets, everyone started on inters. Yeah, yeah. So we're on inters, but um, so yeah, running right to turn one, Ricardo was sort of half up the inside of signs, and obviously tried to you know leave as much space as possible, and sort of went up over the curb, and just wet wet curb, and that just lost it, and into pretty much fired him into signs, which spun signs around. Um, and yeah, they forced them both off and that, and I think Bottas got into Ricardo from behind, but luckily for Bottas, not too much damage. Um, and then independently of that, Mick just seemed to then lose it on the inside of two, which unfortunately for a lot, well, unfortunate for Mick, because he was starting 10th and I had a lot of optimism, Mm. Uh, and uh, even more unfortunate for Alonso, because when Mick spun out, his rear tyre hit Alonso's side pod, and a couple of laps later, that would basically explode open. no Ideal. Bringing about yeah, retirement for Alonso at this point. Did Mick just um, spin off?
0: Was, was there anything untoward about I it?
1: Or? I don't think... Yeah, no, I th- I think he just is one of the things the wet tricky conditions and maybe yeah. you just got back on it a little bit to her and you just Spot. lack of talent sure whatever gets him every time whatever really. whatever helps
0: you sleep at night <laughs> um, yeah, he needs to get a result man. he does but you know this is, an, uh, this is a bit harsh to call him out for this but still he needs a result at some point oh yeah
1: Agreed, but you were you were making these same ridiculous criticisms of George, and he now looks like um, he is better than the greatest to ever do it, so... Yeah,
0: and he's proven himself, and I will keep criticizing Mick until he also proves himself.
1: But it's absurd, that's my point, it's absurd, and so, it's so crazy. Honestly, you should get a job um, as one of the writers for Drive to Survive. <laughs> you because your whole thing is you will you will unfoundedly criticize someone well before you should genuinely level this type of criticism at them. Right until the second they do something right, and then you'll instantly flip flop and be like, "Look, they're fucking great." Just give them longer. I They need to
0: impress me more than just once for me to you know sing their praises. I didn't watch Mick's Successful F two season. All I've seen is him running around the back last year. And last year, whenever he showed flashes, I mentioned it. You know? Mm. But this season so far he's been completely uh, driven by Kevin point. Magnussen.
1: Oh absolutely, That's just no, the doubt, fact. no doubt about that. No doubt about that. But I wouldn't call that lack of talent. Magnussen's just been very impressive. Maybe Magnussen's finally showing his talent. Um Maybe. but yeah, for me at this point, I was already considering just going straight back to sleep. That was like my favourite driver's gone, my second favourite driver's already blown his chance of points. So um what's the fucking point? <laughs> Mm. Um, nice. I didn't, I made it another 10 laps before I realised that I was struggling to stay awake and I just decided to go to sleep and I'm fucking glad I did because then I got up and watched it in the morning and was like, wow, this was shit I'm glad I didn't watch it live <laughs> but uh Sines and signs and Mick are two favourite drivers on the grid Signs is definitely my favourite driver on the grid and I that. yeah Mick, probably you've got to remember that George Russell is currently operating on like a minor you know, like weekly like f- like you know how like you have like four like player form in like FIFA and stuff like that. So like yeah. the weekly ratings, someone who's doing really good will like be a plus three for that week of that what their actual rating. It's like that with how much I like him. And George is just on like a minus five until he doesn't drive for Mercedes. <laughs> like I love George but I hate Mercedes. So I like George less because he drives for Mercedes. And Lando. Whereas Oh Lando Lando's not even like top ten favorite drivers on the grid probably.
0: Wow.
1: I Why just, you unlike, you, I, unlike you, I don't, like, fundamentally hate him as a person and somehow think he's shit, but, like... I
0: mean, you were pretty high on him back in the day. I feel like you were a fan of him. Oh, yeah,
1: dude. as a person. Yeah, sure. But, I like, I always ebb and flow. You're probably, like... I don't know, probably, yeah, George is probably still third. Probably, you know, like, Seb, Pierre... Um... Alon, you know Alonso Perez. Perez still right up there. Valtteri what? now Charles. Um, K Mag for the fact that Haas is currently batting as my favourite team. Um, latoyfi <laughs> for the memes.
0: Hmm. But it doesn't matter because as soon as Piastri is in the sport, everyone else. Well, yes, as soon as Piastri
1: is so. in the sport, he will be my favourite driver. So, of course, um,
0: of course,
1: as Ricardo was for a very long time, but. He's just lost a little bit of luster in recent years for me.
0: He really has. He yeah, really, really
1: has. But yeah, uh, for there, for the rest of the race. So yeah, we had signs and Alonso gone within the first five or so laps. Ricardo running right down the back. Um, I'm struggling to remember too many things that happened really until... right. Obviously, we had Hamilton just getting stuck behind him. He was stuck behind Stroll for a while. Then he was stuck behind Gasly for a... Very long time. Um, Tsunoda made some good moves during the race, and that I did. It would mention that. Um, yeah, Max Max led ahead of Leclerc early, and it just sort of sat that way for the entire time. Um, we ended up with George and Valtteri in the same piece of track. Valtteri, as you mentioned a little bit earlier in this, unfortunately hampered by a very slow stop, lost about eight seconds on top of what you would expect in the pit stop which meant he only ranged back up on George with about five or six laps to go, whereas he could have possibly caught him another five or more laps earlier and may have had a chance to really pass him then, um, which would have been very awesome. And then the late thing, we'll get, talk in this more detail, but Charles Leclerc would spin late when he was in third and only recover as high as six. But Max Verstappen winning it ahead of uh, Paris, as you said, Red Bull's first front row... Oh, sorry, 1-2... Since Malaysia 2016, and only the second of the turbohybrid era. Norris third, then Russell and Valtteri in the rest of the top five, and then Charles, Yuki, Sebastian, Kevin, and Lance Stroll. The remainder of the top 10 points for Vettel and Stroll being Aston Martin's first of the season. Why does it sound like you're drinking a milkshake?
0: Oh, sorry. I was just adjusting my mic.
1: Oh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, that was a little overview of the race. Let's jump into the actual sort of big talking points. And I reckon, Jashan, well, I've just loosely mentioned it. Let's start with Ferrari. Spins ah! for both. As we said, Carlos Sainz turned around by Daniel Ricciardo, and then Charles Leclerc turned around by a lack of talent. Um, no, turned around, <laughs> turned around by trying too hard. Um, Over exuberance didn't need to youthful enthusiasm. He fell on his own sword, Matthew. He really did. Wasted by his own Um, petard. So yeah, do you wanna do you wanna take the take the Leclerc bit, and I'll take the Carlos bit, or? I'd happily take Leclerc. I'd happily take Carlos.
0: (laughs) Any day of the week, mate. (laughs) all, All days of the week.
1: All days of the week.
0: All days of the week, indeed. Am I starting?
1: Yeah, go for it. Go for it.
0: Yeah, look, mate. Um, rough one for Charlie there. He looked solid pretty much all weekend. He got off to a slow start she in this be race. Be talking
1: about either of them. <laughs> 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 Their names are both literally Charlie, but in different languages.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, but well, mate, Chuck uh, dropped down to fourth from P2 off the start would regain p3 pretty quickly and pretty much just run around in that position for quite a while would all mate Lecky <laughs> now he's related to Matthew Lecky um, why are we allowed to run a podcast <laughs> uh, just by, yeah trying to chase down the the Red Bulls um, wasn't able yeah. to do it through the change from Inters to Mediums. Eventually, at around lap 50, he went for an ambitious pit stop to softs to go for a, a fastest lap and also hopefully gain some ground on Checo Perez ahead of him. And, yeah, you know, he was gaining ground on Sergio. He may well have caught him for P2. Who knows? But then he basically just fucked up in well, the chicane. He caught him
1: and then he started to fall back again.
0: Yeah, and he, he tried to, to push and, and and get back that, that time and, and go for some DRS maneuvers, but alas, in doing so, he caught a big fat chunk of sausage curb up there in the chicane. The Variante Alta, which literally means the high variant, which is also a brilliant name for a corner. Thank God for Italy. And that would drop him down to ninth. He, he kind of careered into the wall, had to pit for a fresh front wing.
1: He so lucky. The, mm. So lucky that that contact somehow ended up being so light. And to be honest, it's an interesting one. Rosberg on the commentary possibly, right? Did they need to pit for the wing? It did, I don't think it really changed. Cause it, Lando it, thought it,
0: not. <laughs> Lando said, and I quote, he shouldn't have boxed, should have just continued like that. He probably still would have been faster than me. Which is That's fair. fair enough.
1: Because I was going to say... I believe the spin and then got back going and he was running sixth, I think, and he recovered to six maybe he was running fifth. No, he and was then he, he was running to sixth.
0: Wait, after the pit? No,
1: but before the pit. Oh, okay, right. Cause the spin dropped in behind Lando, and then I think it dropped in behind George and Valtteri. So I believe it right. dropped in, and then the pit stop dropped him back to ninth, and then he recovered all those spots. So it would have been much of a muchness. But If Lando is right, and yeah... Because it didn't look like... It it honestly only looked like he knocked off an an end plate. And you often don't pit if you've only knocked off an end plate. You go, well, it's going to fucking suck. But it's, uh, like... With six laps to go, logically, logically, with, like, six laps to go, with the time it takes to pit and fucking change a front wing, that end plate loss has to be costing you, like, three or four seconds a lap for the time you'd lose staying out there. To be more mm. than the time you lose fucking pity, and I just don't think that was a three or four second a lap fucking damage on the wing. So yeah, weird call. It was an interesting decision. He did well to gain back those three spots on Vettel, Sonoda, and Magnussen.
0: Indeed, indeed he did. He some nice moves in the process, providing us with a little snippet of entertainment. So yeah, it was good. It was good to see, but um. Yeah, P-6 for for Charles and Ferrari. Um, the,
1: the points P- they scored over the it, weekend, so a bit of an oof. You will respect my authority. Mate, I started the fucking hype train on Sergio Perez deserving a drive ref If you don't say I'm falling onto it. Because if you're like me now, I'll have a chance. As you should know by now, <laughs> only my opinion is correct.
0: So, ah, yes,
1: lovely. The world does revolve around me.
0: Ah, clipped.
1: The big thing for me with this as well, like because he pitted for the softs to go for the fastest lap of the race. All very good, all yes. very sound. But maybe a little bit of inexperience of Ferrari. It's been a long time since they've been in this position. Like, the fuck did they pit with like 15 laps to go to go for the fastest lap of the race? It was 13 the laps second, to go. The second... It doesn't matter. It's still too many. The second they pit, Red Bull then has free pit stops. So mm-hmm. Red Bull can counter pit and also go for it. If you are not winning with a free pit stop or whatever, the time to pit for a fastest lap attempt... And A, he didn't have a... Charles didn't have a free pit stop anyway. He was he came up behind Lando. However, if they'd gone for a few more laps, maybe he wouldn't have. Maybe he then would have had a free pit stop. So the way you do it is, and maybe it's the Ferrari going, well, if we pit now, we'll definitely get back past Lando, so we don't have to worry about that. And then we'll, you know... He came out late. just behind Lando. I you think Crofty run... said
0: that if they waited yeah. one more lap, he would have probably been ahead of Lando.
1: Yeah, exactly. You run until there is two laps to go, because you are third. At that point, when you get to the pit lane to come in and make it, your... because Red Bull cannot stop until you stop. So you run until mm. two laps to go, The Red Bulls haven't been able to stop because if they'd come in, you would have just not pitted, and you beat them. Then you pit with two laps to go, and then there's no point Red Bull pitting because you can't get a fastest lap on the last lap of the race if you pit with one lap to go because the start of your lap is you coming out of the pit lane. So you pit with two to go, you have one installation lap, and you go for fastest lap of the race on the last lap, and Red Bull can't challenge for it. Why did they pit with 13 laps to go to go for it? It's just fucking dumb. It was really Ferrari of them. You love to see it. Yeah, a bit of,
0: yeah, it was a little bit foolish. And honestly, Charles' not decision, but uh, mistake in going a little bit too hard was also a little Mm. bit foolish. And
1: he was really pushing for it. Well, they already had it in Australia, but he was really eager to chase that one point in Australia as well. So I think he just needs to calm down a little bit. I think the title race is getting to him a little bit. And he just needs to yeah calm down a little bit. He's got the best car. He's got the most consistent car, certainly.
0: Yeah. Just relax so, uh, and
1: let his talent do the talking, and not worry about fanciful things right now, like one point for fastest lap. Uh, he the does the have lots of talent,
0: unlike Mick Schumacher, who does not have any talent. Look, yeah, Charles Leclerc needs to become calm Leclerc. Leclerc, calm Leclerc.
1: <laughs> on the topic yes on the on the topic of Carlos though, I'd have a thought now. Um, this is fucking bullshit. So I've only watched two races live okay. so far this season. Well, I've watched one and a half. I watched okay. all of Australia. Live. but the two races I've watched any of it live, and the two races <laughs> I've watched with someone else this season because I watched we what we we watched Australia on a Skype call together and Spencer and mm. I because it was a public holiday this week. We watched the start of lot till I went to bed together. And the two races that I've watched live are with someone. Carlos has made it a combined one one lap and I think about 10 corners. He's only made it like 30 <laughs> corners in the two races i watched live. It's just, just fucking... Yeah, wrong life. Australia, <laughs> Australia was his mistake, although the fact that it ended up so awful for him when a few others made it and got away with it is real unfortunate, and it wasn't his fault that he was back there to make the mistake. Um, And this was just complete just victim, an innocent party in this, and just incredibly unlucky. Um, But yeah, it through is. various factors, Carlos can't catch a break right now, which is uh, unfortunate, because he's already, already got a huge hole to dig out of if he is going to be in the championship challenging picture, which I think based off his abilities and the car that he's got, you would have expected him to be. Um, so hopefully right I can up, turn yeah. around in that. I was saying to Spencer watching the race after Carlos that, I still exceeding, I'm still i still exceedingly confident it will happen. So he is now very much in the category, a bit, a bit like Albon with the podium hunt and that a few years back. But mm-hmm. like when, when this happens, it is going to be very, very satisfying seeing Carlos signs win a race this year. Um,
0: if it happens,
1: I I don't think that's an if. It's going to be happening. The car mm. is the car is too good, and we always see that. Because uh, think about it, there was not a single oh, yeah. year. There was not a single year where Valtteri didn't end up getting a win at some point. There was not a single year. Checo got a win last year. Checo well. got a win last year. Yes. Like the 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 two the. If we want to call Carlos driver, right? Well, right now he is because Leclerc is driving incredibly insanely oh, well. Oh yeah, he's contract. a real
0: Giancarlo Carlos Fisichella out there.
1: But, um, yeah, like, both drivers in the top team almost always will win a race within the season. Mm. So it's going to... Yeah. And even if it's not this season, unless Ferrari suddenly regresses again, he's got two more years that he's there in probably, possibly, the top, our top car. It's going to happen. And when it does... Yeah. Um, yeah, with the stuff that's happened this It'll season, nice. even going back to the couple of runner-up finishes he's had, obviously, Monza a couple of years back when Gasly got the win... Um, it's going to be very, very satisfying seeing colour sign. It's going to be one of those ones. I think it's going to be quite emotional. Um, oh, right, I would absolutely. love, I would honestly, at this point, um, two spots where I'd like it to happen Barcelona or Monza, I think, would be the two best ones.
0: Yeah, Monza. Preferably
1: be Barcelona, because then once he's got it out of the way, he can win lots. But if he doesn't win in Barcelona, I'd almost be like, oh, I don't want him to win till Monza now. and That would suck. But Barcelona <laughs> for his home race, or Monza for A, getting the win he so desperately wanted two years ago, and be doing it in front of the Tafosi.
0: That's very fair.
1: Monaco as well, maybe. That would be pretty awesome. Monaco would be cool as well. Yeah, if he could whack, whack it on pole in Monaco and then just sit there, that would be great. But, uh, yeah, moving our little ship on from it, Ferrari. It's, just
0: quickly, it's, it's worth noting that now Carlos is uh, fifth, 11 points behind George Russell.
1: Well, he was behind George and last Max. week as well. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Charles is now his lead over Max has been reduced to just 27 points. Yes. Checo is only, is 5 points further and Ferrari are only leading Red Bull by 11 points. Oy 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 oy. Crazy. Regardless, Mattia Bonotto, he's staying positive and he insists that the team still have the advantage with their package and their teamwork. He admits that, you know, advantages will flip flop over the course of the season. But, you know, he says, uh, we are always a family, and we are a family as a team together with our Tafosi. Oh, That's why I'm happy is, uh... to see so many people here, so many Tafosi. So, Mr. Bonotto citing the familial reasons as, a, as an advantage for Ferrari moving Classic forward.
1: Classic Italians. All so, about sounds so like my
0: head of HR at uh, the hotel I work at, which is a. Are
1: you all a family, are you?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Real tight knit group, you know. We we stand up for each other. Uh, we stand up for each other. Which <laughs> no. is why everybody there is a gossipy bitch. <clears throat>
1: you, love. you love to see it. Moving on though, <laughs> Aston Martin scored their Your... first points of the season, and annoyingly, Lefebvre Williams in doing so. Double points finish eighth for Vettel, ninth no tenth for Stroll. That's. Mm. Five, Five points, points, four points. Yeah, the only
0: team other than Red Bull to have both cars finishing the points. Very impressive. Oh,
1: well, they're probably the second best team on the grid based off that.
0: I'd say so, yeah, I'd say so.
1: Um. Yeah, A good weekend for Aston Martin. They took advantage of, like, sometimes you just need the cookie to crumble. I don't necessarily think this is, like, their true pace or anything. Oh, God, no. For circumstance of various wild things, Vettel, as we said, now Vettel, has, this is a much more, ref- I think this is a much more reflective weekend of where we can expect to see Seb. Last weekend, sorry, Australia was weird. He just got back from COVID. He had limited time in practice because of car issues. He just didn't have a lot of running and he struggled all weekend. Yeah. But this was a normal weekend for Seb. And he looked much faster than Lance throughout all of it. And I don't think him necessarily... I don't know whether he would necessarily would have got in Q3 in a more normal, non-wet qualifying session. But upper end of Q2 is, I think, where we'd be expecting to see Seb most weeks. Yeah. And from there, you only need the yeah. cookie to crumble in your favour. And with an interchanging race, that's thing Seb came eighth. Three drivers you would have expected to finish ahead of him didn't. Two didn't finish in Alonso and Signs. Ricardo just never recovered because you can't fucking overtake an MLR and, yeah, Schumacher maybe had the pace to beat him, but maybe didn't. So, Seb, you know, you'd expect Seb would have finished 11th in that case, but, again, you've got to be in it to win it, you know, to score points, oh, yes. you have to finish the race, as Will Buxton would tell us. Um. So, yeah, you take, take advantage of the opportunities as they come. Aston Martin had a weekend where they had a little bit more pace than they normally have. Things, they would have been fringe top 10. Things fell in their favour. Two cars in the points. This is huge for them. Pressures back on Woods. Yes. Now. If you finish in the top ten, you will score points. That's fucking deep.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so but sure. to go Vetal and Stroll to go from P thirteen and P fifteen, finishing up in the sprint, to go then P eight and P ten on the day, very, very nice so indeed. They, they both all kind the way of
1: back just, to P thirteen in the sprint, jeez.
0: Yeah. They just yeah, they, they both made a really good start, made the most of the wet conditions. Stroll has been praised for his wet weather driving in the past,
1: Seb, and yeah, that'll look pretty
0: good. Pretty yeah, good. exactly. They, so I've, I've heard rumours. I've heard alleged rumours that Seb, Sebastian Vettel, a, Seb's a man four-time of world champion, man of
1: extremes in the wet. Though he, yeah, like wins races in out in a Toro Rosso, but he also runs into the back of Mark Webber. So like, mixed yeah. bags. But yes. Yeah, but they're, they're going to need
0: to keep doing uh, things like this and making the most of bad situations because even Vettel took time to praise Haas, Williams, K-Mag, etc. while blowing over his own race. So they're very well aware of their direct okay, competitions GG. and their rivals. But um, yeah, no, good result for James Bond. Love to see it. Which
1: one's James Bond? Oh Aston Martin, yeah.
0: Aston it. Martin, mate. The yeah, whole team, it, but it,
1: four points clear
0: of Williams and uh, um, just ten, ten within uh, Haas, I
1: believe, at the next stop. Yeah. It yeah. I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you. Um, obviously, you know, he's a close personal friend of yours. How's uh Lawrence feeling about this weekend?
0: Oh, he's chuffed, mate. He actually bought a country to celebrate. Um,
1: <laughs> Which country?
0: So the Seychelles. The Seychelles is now Lawrence Stroll's garage.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. Mm. Yeah, well, big week for yeah. um, rich people purchasing things. <laughs>
0: big, big week. What other What other rich people have
1: been purchasing things? Are you not aware of like the single biggest news? Oh right, happens? yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like
2: uh...
1: the evil overlord has purchased the premier communication platform. It's yeah, you're so worried.
0: anti-Musk. It's hilarious.
1: I'm yeah. I am anti-awful people. Is that a bad stance to have? anti-awful people. Hey, he offered to fight Vladimir Putin one-on-one to free Ukraine. He also said that if the UN could provide a breakdown of a budget of how six billion dollars could cure world hunger, he would do it. They did it and he decided to spend forty five billion on Twitter and he hasn't done the six billion to cure world hunger yet. So
0: he's a fucking
1: cock. <laughs> Big cut call <laughs> Uh, and he's just he, all of his idea he's just actively all of his brilliant ideas are you know one step forward several steps backwards most of the time my the doesn't in the fucking world? work and it was stupid anyway but it doesn't work
0: it's still mm-hmm. got
1: traffic in it somehow just thought it was going to cure traffic mate but I'm um, not here to rant about Elon Musk uh Ranting may come later. McLaren next up, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously he not has a great weekend. seven children. Good run. What? Who? Elon Musk has seven children. Oh, oh yeah. I guess he has kids before the relationship with Grimes. That's concerning. Yeah. Some people should not be allowed to procreate. Oh my God. And I'd put both of them on that list.
0: Griffin, Xavier, Kai, Saxon, Damien, X, and Y. Mm.
1: You know you know the worst bit about all of that is? X and Y is not even the worst name kid there. Like... Is
0: is Saxon the worst? It's
1: Saxon. It's Saxon. <laughs> X and... Fucking... What? Every alpha, beta, gamma is a better name than fucking sad. That's just... Oh, that's some of the... It's just the most I'm a fucking privileged white person sounding family ever. Like, all of those names are just scream like, they're like, they, they're all perfect, at it, but like, all in a collection together, that just screams to me, my parents are douchebags. Oh, yeah. All of that, that's just, <laughs> oh, it's fucking terrible. McLaren, terrible weekend mm. for Ricardo through his own unfortunate circumstances, but Norris, P3, first podium of the year for McLaren. Third trip podium in Italy for Norris, as you mentioned. Uh, another big mm. haul of points for them. And this is now back-to-back weekends where they have looked like probably the third or fourth best car on the grid, sort of tossing up with Mercedes. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you, how do you? How do you rate this turnaround for McLaren?
0: How do I rate it? Oh, Jesus. Look, mate. Um, I don't like Lando Norris as a human being, but he drove very, very well this weekend. It uh, turns out he can he can really work that steering wheel, so power to him. Big jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he drove most of the day alone in P4 and then inherited the podium when old mate Charlie beamed it into the wall. So, you know, drove well, deserved the podium, mostly, and he's now sixth in the championship, ahead of fucking Lewis Hamilton, for God's sake. Big star. And, a- yeah, considering that Alpine failed to score for the first time this season... Really looking good for McLaren.
1: Absolutely. Just a real and side, I will no, say... No. Go, go, give, yeah. me your, give me your top five top five Charlies. Ooh. Top five Charlies.
0: Um, well, number one has to be my good mate, Charlie Gordon. Shout out to Charlie it's Gordon. Easy shout easy. out to... Cher. Shout out to Bateman's Bay. Uh, shout out to the boogers out there. Shout out to the Seals. Number two... Probably, gives, probably Charlie a, Puth.
1: Who gives a top five in one through to five? You've got to go five to one, mate. Come on. I'm going. I'm working my way down. So you've got to mentally do it. Fair enough. You're Charlie Puth, okay.
0: Yeah, Charlie Puth, American singer songwriter. Obviously, we all know which song he indeed wrote. Number three, legacy pick. I'm going Charlie Chaplin in at oh, number yeah. three. Um,
1: I'm running out of. Mm. Oh just to be clear, like variations of the name Charlie count in this list. No, I'm going str- I'm going time.
0: I'm only going Charlie's. I'm only going Charlie's, I'm not going variations.
1: But you've just called you Leclerc Charlie like six times. It's wild. Yeah, I asked as a nickname, not his
0: actual name. So we're doing famous Charlie's. I'm writing Charlie Sheen off because I don't like him. <laughs> Charlie yeah. Oh.
1: Like, there's a crippling oversight you've done here that just, again, just makes me hate the person you were as a child. I know. I, I'm sure I have.
0: Well, who who, who have I missed? Who's the famous one I've missed? Oh,
1: mate, number one, Charlie. Charlie from High Five. Not even close.
0: Oh, Charlie from High Five is a good shout.
1: Oh, easy very, runaway very... winner. Easily runaway winner.
0: Yeah. And Uh, then it's I wouldn't put him. No, I'd I'd slot him in fourth. I mean, look. Charlie
1: from High Five was a girl, mate. So you clearly have no idea I'd put her.
0: I'd put. put, I'd said put him. Mm.
1: E M. Like that. Fair enough.
0: Put him in in fourth behind Charlie Chaplin. uh, joke. Charlie. Whoever I said second in Charlie Gordon. (laughs)
2: That's just
1: ridiculous. (laughs) That's easy. It's Charlie from High Five, and then it's Carlos Sainz, and that's like Dream Threesome right there.
0: I want to shout out. I want to shout out Charlie Cox. The oh, sorry, Charlie Puth came second, of course. I want to shout out Charlie Cox, obviously, um, the daredevil oh. actor. But I'm not too certain. Charlie I Cameron in there. Charlie Cameron, yeah, but see, he played for the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, we know,
1: we know you're racist. It's it's it's, it's okay. So I, I I want to say Charlie Adam, the
0: Scottish football player.
1: Yes, that's always a shout. Coming He's in number fifth, there current, currently Charles.
0: playing his trade for Dundee United. <laughs> oh,
1: what a king!
0: Very bold. Do you got anyone's? Uh, any? You got? Oh, you yeah, know, uh, Charles Darwin. Not not a Charlie, but a Charles. A shout out to Charles. Charles. Shout out to Charles Darwin. Could um, do a top five Charles's for you if you like.
1: Just all the kings.
0: Well, Charles Dickens number 1, Charles Darwin number 2, Charles Barkley number 3, bam, sorted.
1: <laughs> you've got Charles Barkley and Charles Dickens ahead of Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Slander. Charles Leclerc is in fourth. Slam. I, I
0: quite I think I think Charles
1: Barkley is quite funny. And you've got all of them ahead of any of the various King Charles. No, not a including huge King the one Charles that guy. brought back the monarchy. <laughs> I don't like the monarchy. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to respect the hustle sometimes. you just got to respect the
0: ride. I'll go Charles Manson in at number five.
1: <laughs> this podcast has gone off the fucking rails. Uh, yeah, so we've talked about... Uh, let's, I think we've said what we needed to say about McLaren and their rebound. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. Do you reckon they're the third best team on the grid again? Um. This. They're... Th- they're th- Third point five, because they're both Oof. collectively better than one half of Mercedes, but they're nowhere near <laughs> as good as the other half of Mercedes, I don't think, on a week in week out basis. So, I mean, Norris outdrove
0: Russell pretty convincingly. I know convincing he, I know he did this was.
1: weekend, but this is the first weekend that he's done it. True. I just I just think George is gonna keep consistent in his way. So some weeks like mm. and it, you know some weeks a couple of guys will crash out from the upper echelon. And then maybe an Ast- uh, maybe like a McLaren driver will beat George. And some weekends, no one will crash out from the upper echelon. George will probably beat the two McLarens and come fifth. That's fair. Uh but moving on, just quickly, I wanted to touch on Valerie Bottas while I guess we're talking about McLaren. Um, oh, as fuck we said, He's he's slow pit stop. What's your ta- do you reckon? Where do you think Bottas finishes if he doesn't lose those eight seconds in the pits? So I think he's definitely, he's definitely finishing fourth. Does... I, I reckon he I catches Lando. Don't, I don't Lando. think he gets... The, no, Do you think I think... Pa- he... No, he catches him. Do you think he's able to get past Lando?
0: No. I think it's like... It's what happened with George in the actual race would would be what happened with him and, and Lando. He kind of put some pressure on but not quite make it happen.
1: I think... And I did just... enjoy
0: the commentary, like, throughout the entire time Bottas and George were, like, close, Crofty would just be like, oh, yes, this happened last time they crashed, oh, we're going to see Russell versus Bottas 2, the bottening, let's go! I was also uh,
1: going to say, is Russell, ver- is Russell versus, Russell versus Bottas now the best rivalry on the grid? <laughs> Hamilton was oh. Hamilton- oh. fucking dead in the water. And Verstappen, Verstappen and um, Leclerc apparently love each other, even though they used to hate each other in karting. Hashtag mm. incident, but uh, <laughs> it was an incident. I,
0: I guess so. Russell. It was a, racing actually, a racing incident. A racing incident. Latifi versus Williams budget is a pretty good rivalry as well.
1: Uh, uh, Lance Joel <laughs> versus the opinions of the wider public. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me versus Mick Schumacher. That's a good one. There are a few solid options, but yeah, I think um, Russell Bottas is solid. And look, if if Bottas keeps doing what he's doing, like they're gonna have a few more run-ins, which is l- that's what we like to see. What we like yeah. to see. I will say that I think Russell's move on K. Mag through the Variante Alta was the move of the day for me. That oh, was very, that? very very
1: nice. Also, oh, did you know that Joao uh, Battery Bottas is got the equal second longest contract on the grid? He's signed through to the end of twenty twenty five same as Lando. Only longer than that is Verstappen, who signed till 2028. Fucking Bodas has well. a more secure future than George Russell, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc. It's fucking ridiculous! <sighs>
0: That's what we forgot to put into this podcast. Carlos oh, yeah, Sainz has Sines signed, a
1: new dea- signed a new deal. Well, it, the weekend went so badly for him. We'll just pretend it didn't happen and we'll wait till the bad weekend yeah, yeah. to bring it up. And the, but yeah, Carlos Sainz um... has signed on for a further two years till 2024. Fuck yeah, um, nice. Carlos Sainz. I'm, I'm glad to see him locked in Ferrari, keeping the faith. Um, yeah, it's good, good. It's good stuff. To for them. Uh, very quickly, we want to move towards wrapping this up. Red Bull, I think we should just talk about them a little bit. Very good, very dominant weekend for them. Um, I think there is a case to be made that the Red Bull is actually the best car on the grid. It's just not the most consistent. But when they have a weekend where things go right, um, very mm-hmm. hard to beat. This is Verstappen now continuing that pattern. DNF win, DNF win. So he's DNFing in... Um, States, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and yeah, first, first, first weekend that they've had both cars finish, isn't it? Because Perez DNF'd in Saudi, I believe. Oh, maybe.
0: There's no way. Perez has DNF'd twice with the amount of points he's got.
1: Well, has he d- did he DNF in Bahrain? Oh, did he do? I don't know. Uh, let's go have a look. see Australia. Australia, Perez finished second. Saudi Arabia, Perez finished fourth. So wherever I pulled that from, whatever I read was a fucking lie. But I definitely <laughs> saw something someone say, oh, first time both guys are finished. You would have so thought
0: about the first time they had a 1-2 is probably what you're getting confused with.
1: No, you? no, no, no. I saw... But it, I, it would have been like it was someone probably like, you know, just some person in like a comment section or something. Like it wasn't That's like fair. an official thing. And I've just blindly trusted an internet stranger. But regardless, uh, yeah, Red Bull, when it, when the car's working and that, they, they look fucking dangerous. Mm.
0: That's very true. And it's worth noting that they brought uh, an upgrade into this weekend. In a, a pretty sure. significant upgrade package, whereas Ferrari chose not to. Ferrari chose to basically hold off and, and further review. Now, it's not like color signs lost out because the car wasn't as good... He just had really bad luck this weekend. But Max did look pacier than Charles throughout pretty much the entire weekend. So
1: yes. perhaps this, uh, this upgrade
0: played a part. What they bit did a, is...
1: Bit of a classic Ferrari. Just uh, the, the boys have gone, uh, <laughs> can we have a uh, new upgrade? Thanks. And they're, yes, we are looking.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. What they've done is Red Bull have apparently just discovered the Fitbit, as they are trying to lose 10 kilos by Barcelona, which is in two races time. Don't
1: they already have the lightest car on the grid?
0: No, Ferrari do. If they lose their 10 kilos, that will have them on par with Ferrari. Well, there you go. They also added some new brake calipers and adjusted the keel splitter of their floor to increase aerodynamic efficiency.
1: And all this combined
0: to have the car looking quite good.
1: Tune in next week for a new episode of The Biggest Loser, Red Bull Edition. Yeah. Do you know what um, brake calipers are, Matthew? Brake calipers? Yes, I do know what brake calipers are. Splendid. Do you know what a keel splitter is? Part of a boat, I would assume. Because <laughs> boats have keels. Formula One boats
0: do have keels. have keels. Perhaps it's some sort of tool used to split the keels of boats.
1: Mm. So, wait, why why, why are we talking about brake calibers and keel splitters?
0: That's what they added to their car in their upgrade package oh, to make maybe. the car look so good.
1: they It's so brake pacey, Matthew. A couple Brembos. Mm. I Described
0: as being beautifully engineered, these brake calibers. Oh, very nice. Maybe not Brembos, though. Mm. <laughs> yes. But no, I tend to agree. I think their car looks fucking amazing when it's actually working. You know? It's oh. just a matter of making it work.
1: There we go, and now last but certainly least, oh. let's get to Mercedes. Oh, mixed mixed weekend for them, Joshon. I, I see what you did fucking, there. You've got some fucking quotes, I imagine. Um, oh. so George continuing his strong starts to the season. Another top five coming home in fourth. He's now had what a third, two fourths, and a fifth. Yep, sounds about right. Which is really really good stuff. From him, but Lewis outside the points again. Oh, yeah, no, first time out. Yeah, first time out. Is this the
0: first time outside the points this season? Look, he got lapped by Max Verstappen. That's all you need to fucking know.
1: Yeah, um, stuck behind Stroll for ages, stuck behind Gasly for even longer. Didn't like the car all weekend. Jashan, would you like to roll out the quotes from Toto and the like that I imagine you have written down?
0: Oh, look, I, you can talk about Toto if you want to. I want to talk about Lewis Hamilton himself. Because I honestly... <laughs> it's just amazing. Like The the headline is, um, Lewis Hamilton admits that he cannot win the World Championship this season. Thanks, I'm Jimmy. out of the championship for sure, he says. There's no question about that. I mean, like, I, I forgot... I've just been focused so much on Ferrari Red Bull. I forgot about Lewis Hamilton just even being a, a guy. Like I'd already made my peace with this, and now it's like there's been some sort of just admission by the wider public that oh yeah, Lewis isn't going to be winning this season. There's no chance. I mean, he's fifty-eight points off the lead already. It's it's impossible to argue, and he
1: just looks so depressed.
0: He looks so sad, Matthew.
1: Did you see that? Think I think he's okay. My- um, yes, it's Lewis Hamilton. At the end of the day, he has a shit Formula One race, and then he goes home to his Daytona Cobra, and, um, mm. probably, <laughs> you know, goes home to Rocco, and, uh... Um, oh, you know Roscoe! Roscoe, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And then, um, probably does make some crappy rap tracks, and, um... <laughs> hey, he released an album once. You laugh at me, but he released an album. And... Yeah, you know, lives in a mansion somewhere. So I think he's doing and doesn't get taxed. So he's doing just fine. So
0: where do, does he live in Monaco? Like the rest of them? Oh, Louis. Uh, he
1: either Lewis. lives in Monaco. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives in Monaco.
0: Monaco. Yeah, he lives in yeah. Monaco. Of course, he does.
1: Yeah. The cool kids Owing to, to the lack door, of tax. That's taxes. a way
0: tax free haven. <laughs> and, and yes. Um, in the aftermath of this particular race, Toto Wolff came out and he made a public apology, basically saying that, uh, well, this is the quote right here. Oh, by the way, going by your... Yeah, you have already mentioned this, that Lewis Hamilton deserves to die, doesn't he? Because he's 37 years old. Yes. As to Toto mm. Wolff. As to... Of course, yes. Uh, we are not good enough for a world champion, this is Toto Wolff, and we just need to fix the car. And he did this on team radio. He said... I am sorry for what you had to drive today. I know it was undriveable. This was a terrible race. To which Hamilton responds, No worries, Toto. Just keep working hard.
1: I mean... <coughs> Hamilton Hamilton literally gave the, like, messenger reply... Like, the, the team radio equivalent of when, like, someone... Like, when I message you something on messenger, and you're like oh, no way, just got to stay on that grind, fucking, like, the pump, the, you know, the, um, flexing emoji.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like
1: he's literally done that. No worries, Toto. We just got to stay working hard. Flexing emoji. Oh. It, I'm just, oh, it's just the classic Mercedes making all these excuses for how, cause I know George, and let's see, George as well said the car was on drivable. But if that's the case, George Russell is probably the greatest talent in the history of the planet, because he drove that undrivable car to fourth. Happily, yeah. he would have been fifth if Leclerc didn't fuck up, and he would have been oh the horror seventh if Ricardo and Sainz were properly in the race. And who knows? He may have still beaten Ricardo because it's Ricardo. Oh yeah. The car, the car clearly isn't that undrivable. And if it is, this is you know the young talent showing up there. We've seen this before. Mostly to Sebastian Vettel, but like it happened to Vettel in uh, Red Bull. It's why he left Red Bull to mm. some extent. He won his four world titles. The rules changed. Ricardo came out in that first season, the Turbo Hybrid Era, which is his first year at Red Bull, and absolutely spanked Vettel. Vettel having come off the four mm. straight titles, did not win a race all year, I don't believe. Ricardo won two. It was great. Vettel was like, no, <laughs> fuck this. I'm going to Ferrari, completely rebuilt his image, but then Leclerc rocked up, and in that year, that first year, I believe Seb won one race, Leclerc won the two, and should have been three, because he should have won Bahrain, um, and yeah, but Leclerc kind of spanked Vettel around for a bit, and again, we were all like, oh, and obviously better recovered than that, they were often much for muchness for the last few years of their time at Ferrari, But, yeah, like, I don't think this is... I mean, it's not a great car, but I don't think this is, oh, just the car is completely undrivable because George is just week in and week out, completely outdriving Hamilton. Yeah. It was what? In Bahrain, Hamilton finished third and George finished fourth. George has beaten Hamilton every weekend since, has he not? Yep. And convincingly, most of them. It's a different ballpark. And whether that's just because Hamilton's having a little bit of a sook um, because the car's not great, and so we can't be asked to try 100%, whereas George is more pragmatic, and he's like, well, I'm not a seven-time world champion. If I don't fucking put in and <laughs> results here, Mercedes will move on to the next mm. guy. Um, but yeah, just George is beating him every single week, and Toto's out here making the, oh, we're sorry, Lewis, the car was undrivable. Oh, we owe you better than this. Um, fucking it's not. Your other driver's doing great. Fucking if roles were reversed, and that... You'd be probably seeing Toto come on the radio and going, Oh, George, this is unacceptable. Lewis finished fifth. Why are you not scoring us points? You must do better. You are half a, half a, half a, half a, half a micrometer off your fucking marks in your pit stop. You're the worst driver in history, George. I'm just sick of it. I'm so sick of it. In saying that, Helmut Marko's comments, where he basically came out, was uh, probably tongue-in-cheek, but he was a bit like, Oh, you know... Maybe he, he's not doing very great this year. Maybe he should have just retired last after last year. Like, fuck off Helmet Marco. Like <laughs> it's still Lewis Hamilton. Like you don't need to disrespect that's the Christian Horner again. Yeah. Christian that's it. I cannot stand Helmet Marco. But Christian Horner I think is just a decent dude who just wants his team to win. Because Horner made very Considerate comments and that was like, look, I'm, I have no doubt that at some point Mercedes and Hamilton will be back. Probably sometimes this season, they're just struggling right now. And oh. that was how Mark was like, oh. Russell said much he the same thing. I, he should have retired. Degree. He should have retired. Hamilton is just a fucking twat. <laughs> but so is Toto Wolf and so is Lewis mm. Hamilton. And that's all I have to say on that. Strong chat. Strong chat. Do You have uh, anything more for us this week, Jashan?
0: Does it not? Does it not like saying things like the car is undrivable, I'm so sorry. I'm, does it not just kind of embarrass the team as well? Because I am sure like the engineers and what I'm doing their best.
1: Yeah, for I. So uh, the the dynamic between Toto Wolff and Lewis Hamilton it's it's weird. It's fucking weird. Like think I think it, it's just it's just weird. I don't. I don't know. It's just yeah. They're all very strange comments to be coming over a radio. Yeah, it is a bit. Because think about think boing. about the, think about think about the reverse of it. Obviously, that seems hard. But if Lewis had come on the radio, or like if, if someone else had come on the radio at the second of the race had if Dan Tickedham had finished the race and come on the radio. I mean, like, oh boys, like the car was undrivable this weekend. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What have you given me? The team, team, you know, his engineer would be getting on the radio like, yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan. We'll talk about this after the racquet. We'll talk about this in the debrief. But just stop talking, Dan. Dan, we'll discuss it in the debrief. Toto's just coming and going, yeah, Lewis, the car we have you was undrivable. Soz, mate. Why are you saying that on the radio? We should. You shouldn't want us to hear that you think the car is that bad. Yeah. Well, in that case, that brings us to the end of a bit of a haphazard episode. But it was a good one, I think. I enjoyed it at times. Yeah. Splendid can uh you can find us on all the pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast from you can find us on that you can also find us on instagram at online hub media that's the one and on facebook at online hub media that's the one um i've been matt he has been joshan amen to that brother uh, and together the pair of us have once again been rear of the grid. Charge to the game. That's P3. P3. Okay, mate. Purple Hey! We just got another the podium. Who would have thought? Awesome work everyone. Nice to see you. How much you turned it around. Proud of you all. Well what? Landa, I hope you don't mind me saying this. It's my mum's birthday today and she said when you got on the podium she'll make make you a cake. So it's kind of a dual thing. Happy birthday to Will's mum. Happy birthday to whistle. What's your what's your mum's name, Will? Charlotte. And she'll
2: make you one of those Christmas cakes you like.
1: Oh man. Uh um, happy
2: birthday to Charlotte Happy birthday to you Happy birthday Charlotte This, uh, this podium was for you Cheers dude, appreciate it